0: The look in our text that she be motor,
1: you on
2: hello and welcome to another episode of the third impact anime podcast today we have another special episode our second part to our summer season preview i think that's what we're calling it uh, in general, this is going to be a little different than our normal seasonly previews. Rather than have one huge five hour episode where we talk <laughs> about every single show that we did or did not watch, we've broken this up into two groups, with each group picking one show to represent and give a review on. But rather than just do one single review, we split that up into two reviews. So today, uh, we will be talking about the first few episodes, two of the shows we've picked. And in a few weeks, we'll be following that up with the, the final review of these same shows. So it'll be a really interesting way for us to you know watch as these shows evolve through the weeks, rather than just plucking down at the end for the final review. So uh, I, of course, am Tobias, and I'm joined today by Bill. I'm somehow, I'm dealing
3: with fires everywhere. People are lighting on fire, but I have mystical powers to take them out
2: sounds very interesting and uh today bill what, what are you going to be reviewing for us
3: uh if my introduction did not tell you i am going to be talking about
1: fire force fire force
2: and we've also got edwin on the cast hey edwin
1: hey this episode's presented by the letter e, e,
2: <laughs> e. the letter e for what e just e
1: e for everyone e, e no, is for everyone just e
2: Edwin, what are you going to be reviewing for us today?
1: I'll be reviewing uh, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's been a while since I worked out last. Uh, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift?
1: Um, do GameStop games count? They're pretty heavy.
2: <laughs> Lifting <laughs> they gotta be cases. a few.
1: they got to be a few ounces.
2: At least. And lastly, we've got Tori online. Hey, Tori.
0: Hey, I am always in my savage season.
2: <laughs> Every single day. So what are you going to be reviewing for us today?
0: Uh, just like everyone else, if the title didn't give it away, it's Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season.
2: Oh Maidens indeed. <laughs> that's certainly a show.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> okay, so uh, that's pretty much our uh, rundown of what we're we'll going to be doing today. If uh, Again, we're all jumping into these shows fairly fresh, so... Um, if, you know, you're not really, if you haven't really heard much of either of these shows we're reviewing. Oh, and uh, by the way, I'm reviewing this little thing called Ensemble Stars. Uh, but anyway, if you haven't <laughs> really, uh, you know, interacted with these shows or really maybe seen it, uh, some uh, a few like t- uh, posts on Twitter or social media talking about these, this is kind of a good intro as we're also going to be introducing ourselves to them and giving some of these first impressions. All right. And we'll jump right into this. Uh, Bill, you're first on the list here with Fire Force. Cool.
3: So, Fire Force is made by David Productions, which you might know as they're the production company behind everyone's favorite show, Jojo Bizarre Adventure, and its many seasons. Uh, They are also known to do fan service shows like Strike Witches, and they did the Hyper Dimension Neptunia animation adaptation. Uh, The basic premise for Fire Force is... Let's take a shonen. We're gonna put some firefighters in, but we're gonna add some magic to it. Uh, the basic premise is the world has kind of shrunken up into um, these basic cities, these mega cities. Uh, we're based in Tokyo. And this phenomenon began to happen where people would just automatically light on fire for no rhyme or reason. Um, and they would become I'd say like these demon devil type monster type creatures after being lit on fire, um, uh, which they're in the show. They call infernals. The we follow, uh, a certain squad section eight of the fire force, uh, with our lead character who I'm going to fail pronouncing his name. <laughs> uh,
2: Shinra Kuskabe.
3: Thank you. Um, but they mostly just call him by his nickname, uh, the Devil's Footprint, because he can, his feet can light on fire, and he's able to basically have the fire powers in Avatar, and also uh, fly like a jet engine, which I think is pretty fun. Um, and basically, so far into the show, it's a lot. It's been a lot of introduction of all the characters within his company of, and also greater scope of the world at this point um and the kind of a big mystery is um our main character was in a fire when he was very little where his mother and uh brother had supposedly died uh and but somehow he had miraculously survived and he's tr- he's been always trying to figure out uh what caused the fire and what exactly happened that day because he was very young uh and that's why he became a member of the Fire Force, because he, he wants to be a hero and save people from the fate that he faced as a, as a little child. Now, as you might know, or may not know, listeners, uh, when it comes to shonen, my shonen of choice is the long series, One Piece. And watching this show in comparison, It's very much a shounen of everyone having certain magical abilities, lots of fighting, uh, which by the way, looks very good. Uh, My my only complaint with the show so far is it's been a lot of introduction and it's been very focused on our main character, where I kind of wish since he's part of a company, a squad, it would have more of a group dynamic um, where they would kind of show off more of the other characters. Now, uh, there are bits and pieces from the other characters, but they mostly serve as comedic fodder, which is can be hit or miss, I think. like They do a lot of fan service with the female characters, which eh, you just I kind of just roll my eyes and just go, okay, you do what you need to do. They uh, were, like,
0: ripping that apart on a review on, from ANN that I was reading uh yesterday, a this episode about that, which it's from the guy who created Soul Eater. What do you expect?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe in my night, maybe in my um, rose-tinted, gla- rose-tinted glasses. I don't remember the fan service that well from Soul Eater, but, yeah, it's, I can notice it pretty well here. And mm-hmm. it's, to, for me it just it doesn't work, it's not all that funny. I do like um, kind of his rival within the group. Um, he, um, this kind of knight character, he views himself as kind of a, a knight in King Arthur's court, um, where he has ability to basically create a beam sword and he kind of always wants to be chivalrous. And he doesn't get along with their main character because um, he, he's kind of very brash. So it's a battle of personalities, which is pretty fun. Uh, also, I really like the captain because he is—he's vo- also the same voice as Zoro within One Piece, which is pretty fun. Uh, my, like I was saying, I kind of wish there was more of a group dynamic, and I kind of—I—I—I want to care about the main character's backstory of him trying to solve this fire, but I kind of wish they had other mysteries going around. They finally did a mystery in the Mm -hmm. in the latest episode where you learn that the the Fire Force Company eight, their main job is to investigate the other companies and that all the other companies are basically their own individual units that don't really cooperate with each other, which is kind of interesting. And we met this other unit called Company five with this kind of very uh, dominatrixy type leader. Uh, And just them trying to uh, be political about interactions with each company of just like you're trying to be cordial but there's this unwritten rule of just like we don't work together Um, and you also kind of learn that there's um, political higher ups and kind of like this is where um, the fire force department stands then um, the people who make their equipment is the number one uh, influence within their nation because they make all the equipment and they have a virtual monopoly so i found that mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting um but yeah if they kind of go more into the world building like they finally did in this episode and actually gave more of the other characters and company stuff to do besides annoying fan service uh i think i would like this show more uh, I'm, I'm kind of on the borderline with the show at this point, like I, cause the main character I haven't really connected with. Um, and I feel like it's, it's kind of been going at a slow pace for a shown in for me. Um, but I do like the world and if they kind of, um, expand a bit, I think it could be more interesting.
2: No, yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen a couple episodes of that and I agree that it, the, the general aesthetic looks really nice and I, th- I think particularly the way they outline a lot of these, you know, burnt up scenes, this very dark blacks and reds against the, the blue lines of the mm-hmm. fire forces outfits are very striking. Yes. And uh, again, this is the original manga made by the soul leader, uh, you know, creator. So visuals are very much what you would expect very much on point. Uh, honestly, the strength, the, the greatest strength of the show, I would say, uh, as someone who didn't like soul leader, I, I can't deny that it looks very striking, um, I've only seen, I think, the first two or three episodes, and I, I thought there's a lot of growth, a lot of space that the, these other side characters could grow into. Mm-hmm. So I really hope they do. Uh, I really like the, the, the chief. Uh, I think there's oh, like yeah. a, a couple, he's really kind of a goofy, uh, like really strong, muscly kind of character and uh you mentioned these uh sort of weak female characters which really sad to me because i thought what they set up in episode two i want to say there was a lot of space for them to to really spread out and uh, i really hope they end up doing so
1: yeah uh speaking about the chief uh one thing i really enjoy about him is that he serves sort of a parental figure for the two new recruits yeah uh and he also shows that hey i'm not a pyrotechnic like you guys are but I'm still able to hang with the best. Right.
2: Right. I think I've got a soft spot in my heart for characters in these shounen worlds that don't have any powers, but are mm-hmm. surely strong by the, the power of their own, their own willpower and their, their growth.
0: Yeah. I I want to give this one a couple of episodes. Cause I just like, I didn't like soul eater and I'm, I'm very vocal about that. And I know I shouldn't be, cause I know there's plenty of people out there who love it, but um i want to give this one just a little bit of a go because i think it stands apart enough but at the same time it's just like well if i'm gonna get the same formula in the show do i want it i don't know
2: yeah Yeah. i'm glad i'm not alone in the soul eater hater crowd Mm
0: -hmm. no (laughs) you're not i feel justified
2: yeah
3: Uh, yeah, I I just, in in general, I just hope that the female characters, are, <clears throat> excuse me, become more than just fan service, and that there there can be more of a group dynamic, because that's one thing that I feel that's missing, um, mm-hmm. that I, I kind of wish they weren't solely just focused on our main character, or our main yeah. shounen protagonist.
0: I did read a post uh, the other day, and I don't know if it was a joke or not, because I haven't watched this show either, but it was just like... So far, all the ladies in Dr. Stone are way more useful, and only one has shown up in a flashback so far. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how it's going.
1: <laughs> it really doesn't do too much different from other shows, like no. My Hero or even um, Soul Leader. Go
0: watch Demon Slayer.
1: Or
3: yeah, uh, like Demon an Or answer. Join
2: Me in My Cult of One Piece. So, I mean, it's funny you mentioned uh, My Hero, because when Bill talked about that other company that's all about making these products, it did make me think of uh, that sort of economy in uh, My Hero Academia, where, sure, there's all these heroes doing superhero <laughs> things, but there is a background of, of companies and you know and sponsors and whatnot that make up this economy of uh, you know, the My Hero Academia world. Like, there's the one character that we introduced to in the big... Uh, you know, final exam or whatever from season two. That's all about making stuff and making gadgets. Mm-hmm. So it 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 made me think of that when Bill mentioned this and, that and the, in this context. And I could definitely see them uh, pulling a little bit from My Hero Academia for inspiration, as it were. <laughs> We'll go ahead and move on then with uh, with E for Edwin. With how heavy are the dumbbells you left?
1: Yeah, uh, so I've been watching the dumbbell anime, and uh, first of all, I I knew I had to watch it because uh, it's being animated by Dogo Kobo, who is very well known for their comedy anime, such mm-hmm. as. Nozaki Kun, New Game, Yudi Yudi. Oh, wow. So, because of all of that, I knew I had to watch it. Um, afterwards, I decided to look in who was uh, directing it, and I found out it was Mitsue Yamazaki, who had also directed the aforementioned uh, Nozaki Kun, which is one of my favorite anime. Yeah. So, I was going in with high hopes going into this show.
2: Nozaki Kun is pretty great. You, should, you all should watch it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean as most people would look at this, it's definitely a a strange premise. Uh, you have this girl who she starts to get a little bit chubby, little eating a little eating a little bit too much so she decides to hit up this new gym that just opened up and while she's there she meets up with a classmate who's also probably like the valedictorian of her class. She's perfect, she, she's slim, she's smart, she's popular and she's also really big into gym. And, 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 it, and, wait, and,
2: and why is she into gym, Zedlon?
1: Because she has a muscle fetish.
2: She does indeed. And
1: that was something I was not expecting. Uh, afterwards, they decided they ended up meeting their trainer, who's this dude called Nachio Kun. He, he, Alright. But when you look at him, he looks like any ordinary trainer. But once you mention about muscles, He goes, rips off his clothes, and (laughs) he rips off his clothes. (laughs) He's just like flexing and doing a bunch of muscle poses.
2: He's ripped too.
1: Yeah. So the show is a. Yeah, yeah. The show's a slice of life, and you get you get introduced to these characters. You get introduced to the main character's best friend, who turns out she actually uh, is part of a, uh, I believe it was a gym.
2: Yeah, like a, I think her gym like, training like boxers. Boxing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that adds yet another character into the mix of the world of, of exercising. Afterwards, um, the teacher ends up joining them too. Of all the characters, I was not expecting the teacher. So, it was definitely a nice surprise there. And I'm just excited to see like all... The different um, exercise techniques they show you, and all the equipments and the proper use, proper uses, and That's which cool. muscles that it exercises.
2: So, uh, I, I guess going forward, where do you see this show kind of going? And you think they're just gonna stick to uh, this this whole mus- muscle fetishism, or where do you think the the plot's gonna go? Um,
1: they're gonna stick to the characters keep on working out, and they're gonna keep on getting better and better at their exercising routines.
3: Uh, now, Edwin, I, for me, anime comedy can be really hit or miss, like, I really loved uh, Pop, Team um. Ep- Pop Team Epic, or, and Love is War, uh, for example, but other, but most of the time, I'm very much, I just don't connect with anime comedies. Do you think if someone that, uh, has a hard time getting into that genre would, would like are
1: how heavy are your dum- dumbbells you lift? Um... What makes this show, like, really funny, like Nozaki-kun, it takes the characters and the situations they're in and puts a little goofy twist to them.
2: No, yeah, in my own experience going into this, um, you know, I, I heard about this when the uh, first got announced because everyone was hoping the official English title would be Do You Even Lift This? Which I, <laughs> I think they did have a missed opportunity by going with a, a very normal, you know, How Heavy Are The Dumbbells You lift. But I, I went into this thinking it was going to be a lot more fan y. And yeah, there's some fanservice in here for sure. But it's not really the focus of the show. It really is about tricking That's nerves good. into working out, which is a bonus in my book.
1: I will admit, it has worked for me. I've been doing a bit more exercise ever since I've been watching the show, I've been eating healthier. I've, been, I've actually been listening to it. It's my Bible for exercising. <laughs> oh, this show God. has changed my <laughs> life. You just,
2: you just want to be macho and be able to just Hulk out.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't get over the the guy with the really pretty boy <laughs> anime face, and then like stupidly like Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped. Like I just, it's a very funny funny mental image.
2: Yeah, and I, I like the opening and the ending too. the The opening, the lyrics are just uh, all they're doing is saying the names of these exercises. <laughs> and it's just really like a beat song and even the ending is just they're just talking about muscles
1: and even at the very end there's always like some exercise that you can try at, at home
2: yeah and then mm-hmm. they, they, they go forward and show you sort of like what to do and not to do and how not to push yourself too hard but yeah it, it's, it really is like educational
1: mm-hmm. it's as much educational as it is comedy
0: I mean, and I
1: you really don't have shows like that that are able to like blend both of them as well as this show did.
0: They I haven't seen
1: anything like it.
0: They know what's going to get the otaku moving, and it's anime girls telling you to exercise. So
1: yeah, <laughs> I guess that's all it took for me to do exercise. <laughs> what
0: does that say <laughs> about yeah, you?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like with that friend service, it's present. And I think the first episode, there's at least one scene where it goes a little too far. A little not comfortable with, but uh, mm. having only seen the first like the first two, uh, I think they pretty much get rid of that by episode two. They, they, That's they like, good. the one character mentions that she's like she likes muscles, but they pretty much I just mean, focus on the exercising part.
1: You see it from time to time, but it's definitely not the central focus of the show. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yeah, I was gonna say that this is a show that had not only surprised me but exceeded my expectations and I highly recommend people to go watch it.「
3: Yeah!
2: Yeah! We are
3: singing shiny song for
1: you she
2: All right, so, uh, gotta get a little background. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm gonna say this right now: like, if you're a huge Star- on Stars fan, the ensemble Stars fan, or if your name is Sarah, you probably should turn this part off or skip past it, because you're probably gonna I get can, really, really mad.
0: I can hear the keyboards <laughs> clacking now. Clack <laughs> clack. clack at Tobias. That's <laughs> funny. Like. That's, that's funny
2: because <laughs> I don't see Sully here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no. We love to bully each other. (laughs) He he appreciates the attention, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, so going into this, um, I've been around the anime block for a bit. You know, I've seen a lot of genres, seen a lot of tropes, and I thought I've seen it all under the sun. But you know, when I when I read through Twitter, whenever I read like Sarah's uh, you know tweets or whatever her retweets. I feel like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I don't understand a single thing that she tweets or retweets like half the time. And it's it's really, it's like, it's a very alien concept to me, a lot of this idol stuff. So I, I chose I know, On Stars simply to challenge myself you know, because I've never really watched any idol stuff, you know, whether it was, you know, Love Live or Idolmaster from back at the beginning of the decade do any of this other stuff uh, you know bang dream or or any of these uh, gotcha game ripoffs or whatever i've just completely not touched that territory at all so uh it was very much a a big challenge for me to jump into this so that's kind of why i did it okay so that disclaimer being out of the way uh, ensemble stars are on stars or in stars or however i'm going to abbreviate it here (laughs) And stars. So, this is uh, originally a mobile game from 2015. Uh, it's since opened up into a larger multimedia project, as all of these gacha games are turning into. Uh, the anime is also done by David Production. Uh, they seem to be getting a lot of work this season. Uh, I think people are starting to recognize how much effort they put into the JoJo's TV series, and they're getting a lot of work, so I'm glad to see that. But uh, I do want to just give two uh, staff credit shout-outs here because I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, the director for this uh, is Mazu- Mazakaza Hishida, uh, credited here officially as uh, Junpaku Yag- Yagurash- Yagurashite. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. But uh, this person has worked on a couple of other idol adaptations, uh, King of Prism, Prepara, and the Pretty Rhythm series. Uh, but they've got a number of credits and a wider variety of anime as well. So they worked on Inuyasha, uh, a couple of Gundam series, including Turn A, one of the uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more classic ones at this point, and both the uh, Yatterman TV series in 2008 and the 2009 movie. Uh, so there is a link there I'm sure Sully will appreciate, if nobody else. <laughs> and uh, the script writer here is a Shinichi Inotsume, who previously worked on script and scenario for uh, the various JoJo Bizarre Adventure parts, uh, the TV adaptation, of course, uh, personify the animation, and uh, a few other things as well. Uh, they have pretty wide A and N encyclopedia pages if you want to check it out. But uh, I thought that was really interesting here because I did not, uh, wouldn't expecting a whole lot, I guess, coming into a very fresh new franchise. All right, so this show, what is this about? God only knows. Uh, so this show takes place in uh, this uh, Yuminosuke Academy, which is basically a performance school, uh, I guess would be the best way to put it. Uh, these students perform in a couple different arts, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, various like bands or idol groups or, or what have you. It just kind of leaves it open to your imagination let them explore, you know, at least let the, the show explore these different uh, uh, disciplines. And so there's a bunch of boys. It's pretty much an all-boys academy. Uh, I don't recall if that's, that's it's an actual all-boys academy or if they just happen to have nothing there but boys. But uh, in any case, uh, in all their different disciplines there, they all perform in what they call uh, Dream Idol Festivals, or they shorten as Dreifest. So they all have their own classes, but occasionally they get together to have shounen fights where they perform at each other, and these grandiose stage performances, and they have to compete to rank up, uh, all the way up to uh, SS rank, and I guess be the best in school. Uh, I guess <laughs> it's it's it really comes down to being a uh, a shown-in battle situation. They just My sing God. and dance instead of uh, <laughs> the actual fight. So. Uh, like the, the the series opens up with the uh, the, the main character Anzu, uh, the only girl in the academy, I believe. Uh, again, if not canonically, then she's definitely the only one they show. Uh, she's enrolled in the new producer course, so <sighs> she is pretty much the yes yes Bill. She is pretty <laughs> much the stand-in for the player character, uh, you know, the audience. And I think that's something that's kind of interesting. When I, I talked earlier about things like Love Live and Idol Master, I see idol shows nowadays as being the modern day harem show. Hmm. Where I, I would say this this show reminds me I a lot of. I would not
3: disagree with that. That is a hot take.
2: Well, <laughs> let me let me explain. I'm not I'm not I'm not completely finished. Uh, I'm sure there's keyboard warriors just racking it up right now. But I feel
0: like I know your reasoning, and I'm very curious. Now go ahead.
2: Okay, so uh, this show reminds me a lot of *R* and *High School Close Club*, in the setup because there's the one girl that falls in with this group of boys, and they all have wacky adventures, uh, you know, throughout. And I feel like just like here, the main character, while having her own story, is kind of a stand-in for the audience, Mm -hmm. and to some degree. And I feel like see when I say a modern day version, I think. The thing about harems is that we've got the main character that is the audience stand-in, the everyman character. We've got all these side characters that are characters that you are supposed to choose, which is the best, which is the one the main character should up with, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the way that idols have sort of done it is they haven't really made the relationships the primary focus. You still have these variety of archetypes that you kind of are meant to stand. You know, you pick one or two that you think are the best girl or best boy in this case. But there's not really this undertone of them getting with the main character. Which I guess I appreciate this genre evolving from the harem genre in that regard. Because even though we have uh, the situation where there's one girl and many boys, the few episodes I've watched so far, there doesn't seem to be a relationship brewing among any of them. There's a wider supply, but it's not one based in relationship. And I feel like even in, you know, we, we talked a lot about Zombieland Saga from last year, which I think honestly kind of turned me around on the idol genre as a whole. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, too, where you have these characters that are very different from each other. Everyone's got their favorite zombie, but there's no real building up to a relationship or sort of, you know, like, a, what do you say, like a, a, a gaze, uh, whether it be a male gaze or a female gaze. There's not really that expectation for the show. So, that's kind of my hot take. Uh, Did you guys want to respond to that at all? (laughs) Tori, you go first. Oh, um...
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. I, um... I pretty much agree with that. And that kind of, like, piggybacks off the argument that I always make of, like, this is why when you watch shows like Love Live and K-On! and whatever, there's no male like predominant male presence because they don't want the male viewer to feel like there's a competition going on like um i think it kind of comes across the same way in like what you were explaining to so
3: yeah to where you're exactly right because they know their audience if they do any sort of romance plot Mm -hmm. within their idol shows and they're afraid that their audience will say, well, that's competition. I don't like that because I want to be with that male or female idol.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh,
3: so, so the way they have so, conflict... So, I mean, yeah,
2: there, there's still a lot of space here for the audience to latch on to a couple of their favorite characters,
1: mm-hmm. uh, whether you just
2: see them as generic you know, archetypes or individual characters in their own right. And there's still a lot of space to have that angle of fan service if that's what you're coming to the show for but he doesn't really do it in a very gross way. Now, that being said, this show is goofy as hell. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably notice that I've, I've screenshot... I spent half the time watching this show just screenshotting it, because it is goofy. And in both good and not-so-great ways, personally, uh, a lot of it just feels very much like a video game adaptation. And again, this isn't a video game with a heavy plot, per se this is a phone game so mm-hmm. the plot is very much revolving around these characters and which one you stand. and i feel like the <laughs> so is it
0: like it's like uh oh what was that one show that came out last year about idolish seven yeah, um,
2: yeah 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 special week
0: special week <laughs>
2: so the first the first episode or two really focus on throwing a bunch of boys at you that are all kind of goofy in their own way there's like spaghetti boy there's the boy that looks just like ryuko from kill-a-kill there's the boy that looks that looks just like nonon from kill-a-kill there's a lot of (laughs) very kill-a-kill subtext on here which i did not expect uh there's a lot of dance routines and songs that i'm sure the the hardcore fans will recognize from the games and whatever you know, whatever the other multimedia franchise parts are, which is is cool, but I'm not really a fan, so that doesn't really strike me. Uh, I will say that each episode so far has had one main musical segment that's actually been pretty good. Uh, While I spent most of the episode kind of giggling along at how silly it was and, you know kind of looking down on it you know to some degree like as you know i'm kind of above this you know uh there's the the one main musical number is actually all the
1: lyrics by the end of the show
2: there i mean there there's been some good ones there have been some decent songs and in these uh big dance numbers they use a lot of 3d cg that <sighs> is noticeable but uh. i feel like there are times when it actually looks okay uh, it doesn't look as bad as some of the parts from Land Saga, for instance. You still can't not see it once you see it, but there's part in, uh, I think, episode... Two with uh, Akatsuki, the Akatsuki unit, and it's like, yeah, this actually looks okay. I know in episode three when uh, undead shows up, the uh, one of the idol units, so uh, their, their their music video. And I will I will say, like, if you're if you want some music videos with anime boys, this is this is extremely your your jam because there's <laughs> some pretty cool music videos that go along with their their acts. And uh, no, but the last one I watched, the undead, was actually pretty well transitioning between the traditional two D and the three D stuff. And uh, on that note, I feel like there's a lot of diversity in these in these units. While a lot of these boys do fall into very obvious archetypes and uh, you know archetypal type characters, uh, the individual <laughs> idol groups they form are kind of interesting, and they have very uh, different costume design and set design that uh, I I actually do kind of uh, dig. I, I really enjoy it some of their normal school outfits are a little goofy they all wear this like weird plaid pants that stands out <laughs> all the time and some of them wear like uh, like jackets or sweaters under their their school uniform blazer that really look really goofy and i guess maybe i would have to be a, a japanese high schooler in 2019 to understand it but uh, i'm not but uh, besides from that i feel like their actual costumes on stage uh can be kind of interesting um, it's not usually something i'm really into or care that much about but uh it, it's okay it's okay but uh, uh among all these different idol shenanigans there's this subplot of this revolution so uh, i mentioned uh, Kill a kill a couple times and it does i don't know if it really borrows i don't know if it's fair to say that it borrows from that but uh just like in kill a kill there are these high school uh, like the council members that have an iron fist over these idol groups and uh, the, the dream fest they perform and want to control it to make sure that these upper classes of students are you know on top but uh, the, the main characters uh, who form the idol group Trickstar a very Japanese idol group name um, are starting to formulate this revolution against this, uh, this this hierarchy and they haven't really gone deep into it they're still introducing characters and talking about it but I feel like this subplot could go places, uh, so I'm interested in seeing what it does there. I'll definitely keep watching it because I'm now bound by law to do so. But uh, at least it does have that little bit of interesting uh, hook to keep me watching.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's my take. Uh, I hope. That, I guess in the future, I hope they expand upon that revolution subplot because it's an actually interesting part of the show. Uh, I hope we get some. I hope it continues to give a really good. If even if only once per episode, a really standout musical segment. I hope we see more of these uh, idol units, and I hope they're given just as much attention as the ones we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope Anzu actually does something, because <laughs> she does feel <laughs> just kind of like an everyman standing character right now. But we'll see. Uh, so
3: It's just because I I got a friend that got me into Idol Master, and so I'm used to watching idol shows, and I I like they're entertaining, so I've fallen into liking them. So, I probably should have been assigned this show. <laughs> so that way you wouldn't have been tortured, Tobias, because I've... Uh, a past recent show from a couple... Maybe last season ago, uh, Idolist 7. Which yeah. was from, like, last year. I watched that, and I enjoyed that. Uh, so, okay. One, I always enjoyed that there's a female producer because there, there needs to be more... Rep- I like the representation, even if it's just a stand-in. Uh, two... Is there an evil, yakuza type uh, bad guy that's trying to forward the idol groups? Because those are always over the so top. So the industry. main
2: antagonist so far is the school council president, who's just? He's like a generic nerdy guy, I guess. He's got glasses. Uh, he is in the main, most popular idol group, Akatsuki. I like the older, the older like kids. Naruto? yeah uh, yeah exactly it's the same (laughs) word as that group akatsuki i think it i guess it's japanese i think it's like red moon or something Mm -hmm. and uh which is where it it takes place in you know naruto with their red outfits i think Mm. Uh, it's been 10 years since i watched naruto don't make me judge up those memories tori (laughs) (laughs) thank you i don't really need more (laughs) i don't need to dig out my headband that i've got somewhere buried in a box somewhere
3: T- Tobias, I'm, I'm steering you away from the Tangent Town. Don't go, <laughs> don't towards that light. <laughs> don't but, uh, go down it, the Naruto it, rabbit in,
2: hole. Yeah, in here, uh, Akatsuki, well, they they I'm all dress up as that. in traditional Japanese outfits. So they got like traditional like kimono, and their set design is all like torii gates and like Japanese symbolism. I guess you see like uh, Mount Fuji and uh, like one of those like rice paper gates, rice mm-hmm. paper doors, uh, sort of present. Uh, so they, they represent, you know, classical Japanese stuff. Uh, yeah. Our main group, Trickstar, is just, I don't know, idols? I don't believe all that culture, I don't know what to tell you. But, like, uh, we've got a rock band, uh, Undead, which is all made up of guys trying to pantomime monsters, <laughs> like the vampire guy <laughs> who like, likes to sleep in a coffin because, of course, he does. What a mood. Yeah, there's the guy that I think is supposed to be a werewolf. I don't know. Mm but at least at least they, you have the you, they're just really they're just i don't know what to say man just, all these groups are just they're pretty funny they're very tropey but they they are kind of charming in their own way
3: uh okay well i'm sad to hear there's no kazuma like sounding uh evil yaga yeah, a producer trying to thwart them
2: because uh, well, there could be in, uh, the, the, in, in the first episode when the uh, the first episode they have a impromptu battle between two of the uh, dudes like trying to get their rank up and oh. the and the council the council, council shows up to bust it up and it was pretty awesome like there's this guy swinging a guitar around like an actual axe like they're <laughs> fighting like with guitars and kicking each other and it's it was actually a pretty fun little fight yeah. scene
3: is the fight scenes like are they more like west side story like we're on each side and we're doing dramatic dancing dramatic dances or is it more like we're it's shonen type fighting
2: it's uh it's funny because the jojo does actually show up here in and ensemble stars i was not expecting the you know david production and uh you know these jojo uh staff members to really show that connection but the, i think that the, the fight scene from episode one there's definitely some jojo-esque camera angles and posing mm. and like there's literally a dude swinging a guitar and his, his enemy is kicking the guitar <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make you you just i, I feel bad for that poor guitar because you know that's not cheap to buy a guitar and they're just swinging it around like it's a sore, like it doesn't even matter uh, it's, de- it's, it's definitely more in. the actual um I guess the actual choreography and the actual stage uh, stuff is is just I mean it's just a, a performance, so they kind of are judged by that. But there's a big plot here in the first two episodes where when the when the, the when the main main group Akatsuki performs, everybody leaves. They don't even watch the other idol group <laughs> because uh, they, they I guess they consider them sort of below them or that no one really Bad. cares. So that's part of like this whole revolution subplot is that everyone's ignoring these up and coming freshman members, you know, all for the the upperclassmen, and that's why they need to be overthrown. Seize the means of uh, of production and producers. Seize the means of producers.
3: <laughs> uh, God, I, I, and uh, my last bit is just I I know this will not stop, but I wish instead of doing CGI dance choreography. Because to me that's still jarring. I just wish they would just do stills, because I think that looks a ton better than bad CGI. Because at least the stills are are hand drawn, uh, a hand drawn drawing.
0: I raise you the argument of they need to hire the guy who's doing all the CG stuff for Pretty Cure right now mm. <laughs> to do everything.
1: Of course you would try well, to puke here in this podcast
0: I would, of course Edwin <laughs> I gotta balance it out just a little bit
2: I mean it's uh, not fair if Bill gets to mention One Piece and I get the <laughs> kill to mention Kill a kill, Tori gets to mention <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good.
0: Thank you for defending uh, my honor Go ahead Bill but,
3: but no that was just my greater point I feel like I'm talking too much Tori You should go <laughs>
0: Uh-uh.
2: I mean, I guess to answer that, uh, the, the the 3D segment, 3D CG segments, they're obvious when they show up, but I'm thinking specifically on that first Undead one in Episode 3, mm-hmm. they do show a lot of background scenery and stuff do, to distract you from it, and they actually go between 3D dance segments and these 2D frames. So, That's what I hate though. I mean it's it's so, noticeable for uh, like animation nerds like us, but honestly I don't think it looks as bad as it could have. It doesn't honestly I don't think it looks bad even. Uh, and I say I, that I just, as someone who who hates 3D CG for the most part. I don't I, I, think it actually looks bad here.
3: It's probably not bad. But it's, to me I just don't like the jarring effect. It's like yeah. going it's like going from a two D movie to look, something's coming from the wall. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's
0: just came out of Friends Bill.
3: <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll try that. Maybe it'll All be right. different. It's but a just, sweet show. I, but I just I, I hate the jarring of going back to two D and three D this CGI three D. I just I'm wish they hear. With, wish they would just say, It looks bad, it's too jarring an audience that takes them out so let's just do stills because we can't do a dance sequence because that's that's too much animation which i completely understand but that's my that's my big complaint with new idol shows at this point yeah.
2: well i think that's about all i really want to at this point can say about it i'm gonna keep watching it for i mean i think it's one season but let's check mm-hmm. right quick let's see what wikipedia oh. has to say uh, da, da, da. it doesn't say on wikipedia so it's gonna be one or two core mm-hmm. probably just one but uh, i'll keep watching it at least through for the sake of our reviews and it's actually not a <laughs> terrible show uh, it's it, again it's very jarring for me not coming into this fandom at all or really understanding any of it but uh it's charming in its own way i could certainly see what people see in this kind of thing
3: oh and uh last thing I am shocked that this is not made by Namco Bandai. It's not a Scamco <laughs> mobile game because they own the <laughs> idle market, to so like nice. like an Iron King fan. So it's it's, sh- it's shocking to me of just going on Wikipedia that it's not a Scamco game. So hats on to them.
2: I wonder if that's because that's why it took so long for it to get to animation because a lot of those a lot of those idle games that I, was it. I can't think of the name, uh, Games. Uh you know, games has been doing a lot of collaboration between their mobile stuff and the animation stuff, so I think because this is, looks like it's done by a company called Happy Elements, that I'm yep. not really familiar with, uh, but I wonder if that's kind of why it took so long to put it to, to anime. Who knows? I'm sure the the uh, On Stars fans will be in the comments section <laughs> explaining why. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness, uh, Sarah, if you want to crack me on any of this here, I would not be entirely against it. But we've got one more show to talk about today, and that is Oh Maidens in Your Savage Seasons.
0: Yes, that was my show. Um, you made it. I, I made it. Yes, I am Mario Kada. Hello, welcome to my podcast, <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, do you want to cry? Yes, okay, so anyway, um. When I first heard about this show, I did not know it was a Mario Kata show, so I absolutely had already written it off, because I was like, some nasty man is doing the show, and it's not going to be good, and it's going to be weird. Um, but then I kept looking into it, and I'm like, I trust Mario Kata with my life, so I'm sure it will be fine. Um... There's not really anything super interesting about it, like, as far as, like, the production staff goes. Um, it's actually directed by two men, but I'm just imagining Okada, like, constantly over their shoulders going, no, no, no. (laughs) Um, but small staff, a lot of companies that I have not even heard of before, and, um, the only notable voice actor, um... From the show that I saw, and I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, um, was the voice actor who played Nina, and she voiced Chica from Chica the Coffin Princess, which I need to revisit that, but neither here nor there. Um, I wanted to watch it because of, honestly, of the subject matter, I feel like this is um, something tough for me and something tough for a lot of people. Um But it's very, it's presented in a very, like, silly and relatable way without feeling um, stupid. Like, does that make sense? Like, it's very childish at times, because, like, these are very young high schoolers. But, like, you are still a child in that sense. Um, And I had just caught up to episode 5, and I was so relieved that so far it handles the subject matter of like sex and sexuality without sexualizing these characters um like i was worried that it was going to do um did you did you give
2: a kind of a, a brief synopsis of the plot oh no no i did not at all (laughs) i mean you really kind of describe it by way of talking about theme themes but yeah (laughs) just for the viewers at home
0: yes um so if you have not heard of the show or you have not started it yet it's basically about a group of high school girls and they are part of the literature club but instead of stuff like the great gatsby they're basically just reading erotica (laughs) Because they consider that very, like, highbrow and adult, like, you know, one of that age would. Um, And then they start talking about, okay, well, what's one thing you want to do before you die? And they're very, like, quiet, reserved, like, uppity classmate is just like, I want to know about sex. (laughs) And then... It, it's just episode after episode of, like, silly innuendo, silly misunderstanding, but at the same time, you're kind of just like, oh, yeah, I did that too, didn't I? <laughs> um, there's the one episode where they're, like, trying to come up with a code word to talk about this stuff, and I'm just like... <laughs> the suffering
2: a- of erotic <laughs> experience.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did that last week. <laughs> sure.
0: And I'm just like, this reminds me of something that happened in middle school. And I will not tell the story on the podcast, but I will tell you guys later because it's hilarious. Um, But it's just like... (laughs) And then when you get something like that on your brain, um, you just constantly are just finding like stupid meanings and everything that has nothing to do with what you were actually talking about. Um, But I... So far, I think it's very good. Um, it's very nuanced, and I think that has a lot to do with Mario Kata handling it because she yeah. she writes what she knows. A lot of her stories are very um, based out of what happened to her growing up, but she's lived kind of a interesting life, and I can really relate to her in some ways with some of that stuff. But um, yeah. I think the thing that stood out to me so far about it was there was this one... Um, arc with the character Nina and she talks about how even at a young age she had started to recognize that like men were looking at her in a way that they should not be looking at little girls like she was already aware of like oh you know I'm 12 years old but they're already starting to like sexualize me and um that's, that's like a very important thing to bring up I think because people don't really acknowledge that and then it ends up going into this, like, the rest of the subplot, and they call, like, st- straight out this character a pedophile, and um, you feel really bad for her, because you can tell that that's, like, really, really gotten her down. Yeah, um, she's
2: def- she's gone through some stuff, too. It's, mm-hmm. It becomes pretty apparent yeah. in the first few episodes that she, she's been places.
0: hmm Yeah, which sucks. And then, and then there's something also very tragic going on with her that, you know, I won't spoil, but I know you guys have seen it, so you know what's going on, but um yeah i just i think that like okada was the perfect person to handle this because of the subject matter so it never feels weird and creepy even though i know coming from the viewpoint of an adult it is sort of weird to hear about kids explicitly talking about the stuff but it's just like well you know we all have these thoughts too and we were all awkward and really stupid about this stuff when we were like 12 and if not now still and um mm. i'm hoping that it will kind of go into um exploring other like identities like i think that might be asking for too much um because it already seems like all the like girls have been paired off with a boy already and i'm just like please please because Very formulative years for people who have different sexual identities, for sure.
1: Yeah, in that way, it does remind me of suzerate children, in which Mm -hmm. there are, like, the predetermined pairings. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the same theme where they're exploring their own sexuality and their Mm -hmm. own feelings during that middle school slash high school period.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure... From what I've seen, that the pairings aren't gonna last exactly. I hope there's so. There <laughs> seems there's, there seems to be like the the Arcata's very good at at being very slow with some of these uh, like the way she shows these relationships, mm-hmm. and by having some of these characters jump into these some relationships very fast, it it lets it it's there to explore all aspects of that relationship, mm-hmm. both getting together and ending it.
0: And I think yeah, Hopefully and I think it matter. makes. It makes sense too, because I can think of like people I knew in middle school who had a boyfriend or girlfriend suddenly, and they were like, "Oh, we're so in love," and then like three weeks later, yep. they broke up because they couldn't stand each other. So, but yep. that does make sense. I, I get when you bring it up that way. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so. I feel like there's a couple of candidates that I uh, I, I think we're gonna see some see some surprises from. Uh, I think that the main, uh, Miss, Miss Sugawara, the, the older girl, or the one that acts more mature, uh, mm-hmm. I see her going places, uh, being very different than, like, her works can be very different than the main character, Kazuza, for instance,
0: mm-hmm.
3: for
2: sure, just being that older, more experienced person. Yes. But uh, no, I completely agree that I feel like it's so easy when we talk about anime and like when anime does sex comedy for Mm -hmm. it to go that way.
0: Yes. This is very raunchy and not funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and this is it like, like you mentioned earlier, it is, it is raunchy. It is, um, awkward. It is goofy, but it's very relatable on that. Like we've all mm-hmm. gone through this situation, even though we've never been Japanese high schoolers. Uh, like you mentioned with your your one middle school story that you're not going to share. <laughs> you know, we've all had done really dumb th- things. <laughs> yeah. we've all had really dumb thoughts, and it's 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 kind of interesting for me for you know growing up male, like seeing this exploration by a, a female uh, cast mm-hmm. of characters. It's very easy uh, as a dude to think you know you. Hear this trope that dudes are only thinking about sex all the time and it's, but it's I guess, girls
0: too <laughs> yeah it's, it's
2: kind of refreshing to feel like it's not well it's not just me and you know my my body doing it like it's from the other side it's it's kind of refreshing to see that it's a universal it's a point experience. of
1: view that you normally don't get to see in the anime yeah mm-hmm. exactly and especially for males to see it in a female point of view yeah it's definitely something that had mm-hmm. Right. Really about.
0: especially in an execution that feels honest and not unsavory
2: <laughs> yeah and uh it, it doesn't shy away from even something unsavory bits. uh Mm-mm. when uh again slight spoiler this is like episode one or two uh when she walks in the guy's room <laughs> and it's just like it's it's awkward and you feel very awkward but again a very relatable experience and like the dvd (laughs) he's got you you can't help but (laughs) but to laugh i know yeah exactly (laughs) like in any other anime this would be really dumb and and you know really like you said they're uh, very gazy i guess i don't mind let's put it yeah it would have been very pornographic in and of itself but it's not it's just a relatable funny experience this
0: happens to people every day good luck
2: You know, maybe I'm 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 watching
3: Oh Maidens too. I'm behind though. I've only watched the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm a weirdo. But I don't view this show as a comedy. Uh, I, the way I am ca- kind of viewing it is it's a slice of life <laughs> drama to me. Mm. Just because I'm I'm more empathetic towards the the female uh, literature the members of the literature club because I I understand that in when you're in that middle school high school phase of like you have no idea what about about sex or sexuality or or how mm-hmm. anything works and just they're just like they're in they're overthinking about everything and they're just the the complete anxiety and overwhelmingness yeah. of that topic mm-hmm. and i think to me for me it's it's not really a, it's comedy it's more of like This is how I was in real life. Just I'm completely overwhelmed by this topic, Mm -hmm, and I didn't know who to really turn to. Luckily, I had people I could talk to about sex and sexuality. But
1: uh, that's when you should have been in the literature club. (laughs) Sorry, what? what Whatever. You should have been in the literature club. (laughs) (laughs) I guess
3: that I I I I kind of view it as just like I'm. They're just so completely stressed out, except for the more mature one who seems to, so far have everything kind of together. But mm-hmm. uh, just I can just relate to just their struggle of just how does everything work?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and just yeah, their over
3: the- overwhelmingness of. This. But yeah, yeah, for me, I I don't picture it as a comedy.
0: Mm-mm. And I um, jokingly started out going like, "Oh, the, the club president, she's my favorite because." how what a mood but like the more you start learning about her the more i really was just like wow i kind of see myself most in her because of like what she's going through and then there there was that moment in the fifth episode like at the very end where i started to get kind of like teary-eyed because Uh that
2: (laughs) okada no
0: i i know i know wait have you not seen it yet
2: (laughs) i haven't watched episode five okay 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 it's it's so good
0: i i will not ruin it for you But I just have to say that feeling that that character felt when you feel that in real life for the first time, it is completely (laughs) life-changing.
2: I think uh, I watched episode four, and uh, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes me think of, again, in very non-spoilery terms, maybe what you're kind of going for. And I I did appreciate the end of that when uh,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. all I would say is the report.
0: Yes, the yeah, report. Like the,
2: the, uh, the, the, um, what's the term? The, uh, the realization she comes to there is very refreshing. And I, yes. I again, I can kind of see, uh, I, I kind of relate to that too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, We're going to yeah. take, oh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, yeah, we're going to
0: take your glasses off and give you a makeover.
2: Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I could use one. I mean, you complained about my, my one-sided fashion at the past few conventions that we've been at. <laughs> you and Andrew both. <laughs>
0: anyway moving on
2: <laughs> 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 but uh no i, I agree with you though that there's it's I, I would say comedy it's not meant to be a comedy exactly there's not a whole there are definitely awkward situations that are meant to make you laugh
0: exactly and it's it's more funny it's more of a comedy in the sense of like i've been there too but now as an adult that i can process yeah. this feeling and what this meant i can yeah. laugh at it now
2: yeah Almost uh, almost comedic in a like Shakespearean sense mm-hmm. like it's it's not It's you're there to kind of relate with these characters I feel like mm-hmm. and that, that's where the, the comment the funniness comes through I think
3: mm-hmm.
2: mm. I would I totally would agree that this is a super great show. Uh, I think it's probably my favorite so far the season just because it goes places that you don't really see other anime going
0: mm-hmm.
2: I think uh, I think my favorite character is the uh, the short one that uh gets in the chat rooms <laughs> Mrs. she's chat room. <laughs> she is vicious
0: I do I like her too she's vicious. very funny I don't know We're how not- I feel about that little side plot right there but I'm, I'm hoping that that gets better I'm sure that there is an in- game with that that makes perfect sense but we'll see
2: yeah I don't I don't think they'll go off the deep end there
0: neither
2: but the one part where like they meet up and then she loses them and they, but then that they grin on her face when she realizes what she's actually going to do yes oh no About <laughs> to ruin this man's whole career i know <laughs> uh, all right uh any other thoughts on uh uh old maidens and your savage seasons
3: oh sorry just one minor thing uh I, the one thing that kind of disappoints me is, while I really like High Dive, I think because it's on High Dive and not on Crunchyroll, it's mm-hmm. not being really talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just kind of bums me out because I think if this was on Crunchyroll uh, or even uh, the non-anime-centric streaming platforms uh, like Amazon Prime or Netflix, it might be uh, more talked about. Because in t- this is yeah. probably my favorite uh i know it's labeled a comedy but i it's my favorite kind of drama slice of life uh show Mm -hmm. of the season yeah
1: Yeah, i feel like being restricted to high dive does limit the audience that that can able to watch it not only that i feel the same way with how heavy are the dumbbells you lift it's Mm -hmm. uh only on funimation so um I wasn't able to watch the first couple episodes when it first came out until I barred someone's Funimation account.
2: Yeah, and I, I hope uh, I hope that all the other big shows this season, like Fire Force and Vinland Saga, don't really overshadow shows like this when it comes time mm-hmm. to putting these on uh, Blu-ray over here. I, I would like to see Old Maidens get a like a, a full, you know, Blu-ray set. Well,
3: Sentai really does really elaborate. Uh, this special edition blu-ray box sets so mm-hmm. i i think you might get that from for the show but i uh, just yeah. my whole cool thing is just because it's on high dive it doesn't get that kind of word of mouth spread that yeah stuff on crunch roll gets which is kind of just dis- which is disappointing
0: yeah.
2: With you. All right, so uh, well, let's go into like a general recap of other stuff that came out here. Um, last show, the other nerds on Third Impact talked about a trio of shows. We had uh, Austin talked about Doctor Stone. Sarah talked about. <clears throat> Do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target <laughs> attacks?
1: Yes. No. Okay.
2: And Ryan talked about *Vinland Saga*. So, of these three, anybody watching these, I want to give thoughts on. Uh, Billy, you want to give your general thoughts on these shows first?
3: Uh, that's okay. So, I tried to watch *Doctor Stone*. I but I couldn't get into it because all the I if I wanted to play a survival uh sim game i could do that i don't need to watch an anime for that and also that character is too much looks like too much like a jojo character it's too jarring for me so he
2: does have a weird book
3: so yeah just the main character's design and the just the focus on the survival sim aspect of the show i just don't care for so i dropped it after uh the second episode Mm. uh sorry tobias
2: I mean, I only watched the one episode and I dug it more than I thought I would. Uh, I feel like the whole science, you know, scientist, uh, logician sort of uh, main character I thought was more interesting than I thought he would be. It reminds me of what uh, Rick and Morty promised rather than what it actually delivered on (laughs) and managed to Uh fail on at the end. Uh, I enjoyed the first season or two of Rick and Morty, but it went a little too self referential and. A little too off the deep end, but this actually delivers on the premise of the main character being actually smart and uh, using that to help them survive this post, post-apocalypse. Uh, I kind of mm. dug some of the survival aspects, but again, I've only seen episode one, so I can't really comment on whether it um, continues that. But the way they talk about uh, like, uh, like he's building a still and a distiller, I thought was kind of neat to have that real life stuff show up. Uh, there's the rest of the tone feels very shonen esque, to its yeah. detriment. I mm-hmm. wish this had been maybe in a more serious seinen type show rather than a, sh- a shonen, but that's where the money is. So uh, I'll, I'll give it a few more episodes. I don't know if I'll oh. stick with it, depending. Mm-hmm.
3: And Crunchyroll is pushing it because they're part of the production committee. Well, yeah, so, oh, go figure. It's,
2: it's a big uh, shonen jump show. Between us I think. Fire. Uh, I, I know Fire Force is another shonen jump show. Vinland Saga, maybe. No, I don't think Vinland no. is a. Uh, it's not a shown in Jump. It's not a Jump series. It's,
3: it's not a Jump series, but it is a. It's,
2: it's just a big, big manga popular series. It's kind of for the a few bi- years.
3: Yeah, but uh, let's see. Uh, if, if if anyone wants to interject or tell me to stop, please tell me. Uh, yeah, may, may, <laughs> but, maybe uh,
2: maybe in this case, let's go by series. And did any, uh, any of you other guys watch Doctor Stone?
0: Um, no, no, I'm wanting to start it because it seems like something I'd probably like. But you know,
1: yeah, I just have too much on my plate.
2: Yep, yep. God knows that's mm. true. Sorry, Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for banking so many anime every season. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next show was again, "Do you love your mom and her two hit multi target <laughs> <laughs> attacks?" So do you, in fact, love your mom and her two hit multi target attacks, Bill?
3: Uh, a a mixture <laughs> uh, of he beats I, the I, I, I am I Tori, you can wag your finger at me. I I I'm to- <laughs> it's totally fair game. But I I am I I like that this, this there's a show where there's fan service of an older character because. Most of the time with an anime, it's always like a lolly character Mm -hmm. or a character. They say that, oh, she looks like she's 24. Four twenty-seven, but she's actually like eight
0: she's three thousand years old but we put her in the body of a 12 year old what do you want from us
3: yeah that type <laughs> of okay. stuff and i i really don't like that
0: okay so here is my uh, question isn't this show like borderline incestuous yes that's my
3: that's my promise <laughs> that's, that's okay the I, I dislike because
0: see i thought borderline that i, I thought future? we got over that like 10 years ago and we're no longer doing stuff like oreemo and blah 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 but i guess well, i was wrong <laughs>
3: I think they were like, we ran out of uh, brother sister incest plots, so we should do brother we son next incest family plots.
0: Gross. Yeah. It seems like one of those shows that had a really great and really funny, promising premise, and then they just went way too over the line with it, which is really unfortunate
3: i will say the mom is funny though like Mm -hmm. her complete like absence of like what an mmo is and just her pure blindness of i'm just gonna enjoy this with her Mm -hmm. son who has no personality whatsoever uh being like so like stressed out of just like why are you with me uh, hate this <laughs>
2: uh, it's still,
1: yeah i would say it's still pretty funny though overall yeah
3: it, it can it can be funny though I, I have a conspiracy theory that i told tobias earlier of just i think this is secretly a, a plot by some government force to say hey otakus you really love your mom and you really love your parents we have an older population, so you better be taking care of your parents, damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just because the thing that gets really annoying with them, with this show, besides the incest stuff, which take I've please throw that in garbage. I don't want it. <laughs> uh, is just the weir- just the weird. Uh, constant speeches they give of just and you will love your mom and you will be always with your family and your mother Aww. just over and over and over again they hammer that into your head which gets really annoying Oof. Uh, where I just I, I just really don't like that part I, I do like the older fan service when it's not weird incest stuff uh, which I'm sorry Tori I know that's <laughs> Uh, and Why I, you hate me. <laughs> and I, and I do like the, the, the just complete idiocy of the MMO trope, like the loading screens. Oh, like you've seen the, uh, uh, you've seen that Ed, when, when they like, just do that, that 8-bit loading screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They were like referencing like, fan- they actually reference like Famicoms and stuff like that in the show. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. So that's, that's pretty fun. So yeah, I think. For the most part, it has some major flaws, but it's it can it still has its
1: fun spots. It's a five out of ten show. Yeah, I would give, it give it that.
2: I've heard enough people talk about how adorable the mom is that I'll probably give it a few episodes right. just to talk about her.
0: Mm-hmm. That's valid. I'm,
2: I just ignore the main character; he's just kind of a generic. Yeah, he has no personality
1: right. whatsoever. His name is Tobias. <laughs>
2: Wow Well you're not wrong but you're an asshole But uh, <laughs> m- 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 Maybe by the end of it Somebody will do a super cut Where they just cut out all of his scenes completely hmm. And just have scenes like about her hmm. it'll, be a, it- it'll be a two episode show <laughs> <laughs> Alright well uh, The last show that those duvises talked about was Vinland Saga
1: uh, I've watched an episode and it's definitely promising. I just got to find the time to walk get around, and actually sink my teeth into it. Mm-hmm,
0: same. Uh,
3: it's. I'm gonna say it's the probably the best overall show of the
2: season. Hmm. You're That's it. Uh, I mean, it was one of those really popular manga series for a long while. Or a long while, so it was kind of hyped up enough. Where I'm glad that it's it's actually good.
3: Yeah, I mean, with with brought their A game. Like, of course, the action sequences are really well done. Like in the first episode, there's a major ship battle where you just see this, uh, this character Thor is just jump over over and around a bunch of boats and just tacking uh, soldiers left to right. It and it looks great. Uh, what I really what's this show really scratches kind of my Legend of the Galactic Heroes itch, because it's about uh, the conflict of military, military conflict. It's about, um, polit- there's some politics in it, in the show. And, uh, a lot of just, uh, character growth with, um, Thorslin right now, who is, uh, not wanting to spoil anything, going through some, um, a major change in his life. And he's trying to, uh, adjust to it and kind of evolve past that, uh, which is the son of Thor's who's just a little kid who idolized his dad for being a former warrior and has kind of the romance idea of what a warrior is. Uh, uh, but as he kind of begins to see that, oh, wait, this romance idea of, of war and of being a warrior is not what it's all cracked up to be. Um, yeah, and I just, they really get the, um, the I think the, um, the dramatic tones are right on point. Nothing is uh, cheesy or um, over the top or like why they do that so far. It's just been, it's been on the money.
2: So one thing I've kind of been, uh, uh, one thing I kind of mentioned because I, again, I've, I've not ever really got into Vinland Saga as much as it's been, you know, pushed as a great manga series uh, would you say that it's fair a fair assertion that for people that are maybe coming off that Game of Thrones high, do you think this would be a good show for a Game of Thrones fan? I disagree. You disagree? I
3: think, I think the reason why people are comparing it to Game of Thrones is because it's got a very Western aesthetic. Yeah. And I think if you took the aesthetic away, it wouldn't be Game of Thrones. Because Game of Thrones has a lot of political intrigue and backstabbing. And while right. there's some political stuff in that it's um it's not at the forefront uh and it's not all there's not a lot of soapy romance stuff going on too okay
2: so it's just um, more focused on this very like norse setting and their more uh hardscrabble life and this main character becoming a warrior then?
3: yeah this this little kid having a traumatic moment in his life and i think the show is going to progress of him trying to overcome it and um probably be the warrior that his dad was um i but it i don't know why but it really scratches my legend of galactic heroes itch uh it just it just hits the nail on the head on the coffin with um kind of the grayness of um politics and just what warfare is really like which uh, i'm thoroughly enjoying plus it has the best opening song ever that could be <laughs> at warp tour 2002 uh i i, I love it so much uh, if you haven't heard it people go go watch it uh, the
2: saga by way of lincoln park
3: <laughs> yep exactly um i know i asked that question to the other group so i will be excited to hear their responses i know the show's gotten word of mouth, but. One thing that kind of I think derailed it a little bit was Amazon out of nowhere, because it's on Amazon Prime exclusively. uh, They released three episodes at once, and then it's been it was deadly silent for three weeks, which usually uh, for an anime season that's death because there's so many other shows that people are watching. Uh, I don't know if uh, that kind of got if people are still actively watching it. Uh, I would love to hear. From our audience, if they're still actively watching Vinland Saga, or did they
1: fall off because of the break they took? Seems like that everyone is watching some kind of show that's behind a uh, different. Mm-hmm. Um, I
3: think that's streaming just, service. Yeah, that's well. That's the market in general. Just the rise of streaming, and uh, the bigger networks have re have kind of realized. Oh, anime is pretty popular, so. We need to start paying for it. I yeah, mean, it's just
1: more fragmented now than ever. If you ever want to catch up with everything that's currently airing, like uh, Edwin, I know that you
3: have been uh, watching. It's not out yet. It'll be out. I think sometime this month. But uh, Carolyn Tuesday, yep. the new uh, Shigeru Watanabe show, the director of Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo's new show, is uh, he has the show's been in netflix jail and it's not even though it's been out and done with in japan it's it's been waiting in the wings for a very long time and now it's finally going to come out i think sometime this month uh so yeah i think that's just the that's just the media market in general which just things have become a lot more fragmented because everyone's trying to build up an arms race to compete with one (laughs) another
2: and i think i think you wrote an article on that for the website at one point didn't you bill
3: uh yeah why why uh netflix isn't uh anime's boogeyman i uh i still stand by that because i think competition is good and i think we're we're so used to convenience that um that just leads to monopolies and one source controlling everything well while that may be convenient that allows them to charge whatever they want (laughs) and and set set what is popular and what is not, and I don't want that in Not only that, the there world.
1: could be certain setbacks with said company, and that would just bring down the anime industry as a whole. That's also very
3: true. Um, so yeah, I think Netflix is good. I just don't like the Netflix jail of we we want to wait until everything's done or we want to take our own time with subtitling and dubbing. Uh, well, that just
1: That's just how the Netflix demographic is. They just prefer to binge-watch shows.
3: Which I, well, this could be a, I, actually this could be an article I could write, but I think binging is, I, I think that's a, in in hindsight, it's kind of become bad because we have such short-term memories that we don't really binge stuff anymore. We probably get through a couple episodes and then forget about it. And I don't um, really
2: want to... I don't want really to go too far out on the tangent hole, but yeah, when, when, I, when, I started, when I started watching anime like for, for serious again back in like 2011, I was I started to I moved away from binging a show that's completed into watching shows uh, every week, and I do find that my enjoyment for shows does increase uh, exponentially watching it weekly because you have time to really process it and think about it. And talk mm-hmm. about it, you know, online or with your friends. And a lot of those, you know, these theories that pop up in your head, or these like the the actual you enjoying this fandom. It I, to me seems to increase when you give it time to uh, to like really uh, germinate every week. Mm-hmm. So that's why I I do enjoy doing seasonally seasonally reviews because you know watching it every week does lead to a different enjoyment than binging it all in one weekend.
1: You retain uh, the shows mm-hmm.
2: better. Yeah. Can
3: can I, I uh, if anyone else has anything else to say about Vinland Saga. Uh, nah, I'm good.
2: Okay, so just to kind of skim through the other shows that we didn't cover, uh, there's Copcraft. Uh, I've watched an episode of that, and Edwin, where are you? I'm um, two episodes in. Okay. Uh, I'm, a- I'm actually enjoying this. Uh, this feels very, uh, in a lot of ways, very cliched cop very procedural. Very cowboy bebop-ish. Yeah, yeah, but I really enjoy the way they blended these these fantasy worlds into this modern setting. It's, it's like if Bright were done well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and being is- a fan of but, uh, buddy cop films myself, I'm really enjoying the, the two main characters having the yeah. one little knight from the other realm and then having the main character from the police department.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting blend. That uh, I enjoyed the first episode a lot. Uh, I'll probably catch up on it because uh, I I think it was a very strong first episode. I'm mm-hmm. glad uh, it didn't uh, turn out to be yeah.
0: weird too, from what you guys were saying. So um, it looked really interesting. I kind of want to give that one a go myself.
3: One show that's not available anywhere that I've been watching. Uh, I don't. This is not a new show. This is the the sequel to Takagi-san. So I've been. I've been uh, having to fly to Japan to get that to get that show.
2: <laughs> uh, you're going to get on Ryan's frequent flyer miles? Oh,
3: no, yeah. He's been really helping me out with that. <laughs> and uh, in just a quick short summation, if you really liked the first season of Takagi-san, which is on Crunchyroll, uh, then you would like this. It's more just the fun dynamic of... Uh, them having this kind of fun teasing matches with each other and right. um, the main character Nishikata just being so over anxious and so overthinking everything that just makes me laugh. Uh, it's being aired exclusively uh, on Netflix in Japan. So I think that's why we haven't seen it here. I am hoping uh, it comes out properly here in a, uh, somewhere uh, I'm just afraid it's going to be in a uh, Netflix type jail where for the first time, like the first season's on Crunchyroll and the second season's going to be on Netflix mm. which is going to be really jarring and I think the first time that I've, ever see that I've ever seen that happen if that comes to be the case.
2: No, that would not be
1: good at all, all right. yeah, I'm also uh, watching a couple of leftover anime from previous seasons same. Um, Yeah, I'm watching Demon Slayer Mm-hmm. Ace of the Diamond and Carol and Tuesday.
2: Oh, yep, Carol and t- so how is Carol and Tuesday uh, continuing?
1: Uh, it's continuing the development of the characters. They've finally been able to realize um, one chapter in their goal to to be successful.
2: Is uh, is season two really holding up compared to the first season?
1: It's just as strong, um, if not. Okay. Even better. Um, awesome. It's a little. It's uh, the pacing's a little slower because you. They don't. They're not needing to introduce as much characters. They're not needing to do as right. much world building because it's all established. They're just introducing new characters and showing how they're helping out the two main characters.
2: Okay, I I haven't really caught up with that, but uh, I enjoyed the first few episodes that I got to see. Uh, it's definitely shaping up to be a really. Uh, a really great modern-day classic, something I think that will last through the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm. And of course, most of Watanabe's works are like that. Okay, uh, so the next next show I just want to give a quick shout-out to is Grand Balm. Uh Tori, have you watched any Grand Balm?
0: I have not, actually
2: this is an incredibly tory show you should Uh-oh. watch this <laughs> this is basically a magical girl show okay. but the magical girl's powers are they summon and fight in giant robots oh
0: i love it already
2: yeah the uh the giant robots are more in the style of like an sd gundam they're really mm-hmm. like chibi robots oh. and they have kind of like a cute element to them uh, that mm-hmm. matches the magical girl now f- like fights
0: is this magical girls in despair or is this magical girls just fighting in mecca
2: Uh, there is definitely a lot of emotional uh, interplay there. There's definitely some struggles they go through. The general Mm -hmm. idea is that they're basically in a fate tournament. Oh, I
0: see. Where they
2: all, the winner will get the the Holy Grail or whatever they call it here. okay. Uh, So they're they're all fighting each other. Which one's
0: Saber?
1: (laughs) They're all Saber. They're all
2: Saber. Because (laughs) all the the characters in Fate are all Saber. (laughs) Except they're all different outfits. Um,
1: yeah. They should all be Rins. Oh god. Okay,
0: this is another. Arg- this is an episode for. An- this is an argument for another episode, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I like the uh, the action they have set up here. Um, they, there's a lot of time they spend on the characters. It's very uh, cute, very interesting. Uh, the giant robot segments are incredibly well animated. Uh, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of either magical girls or giant robots uh, either way you yeah. should watch this show because it blends these two styles together in a really a really nice format I think uh, I'm unfortunately behind on this as well but it is uh, I'm enjoying it for sure yeah. and mm-hmm. I would recommend I think it's another thing that most people are sleeping on that we'll see a lot more people get into uh, hopefully by the end of the season <laughs> closing thoughts on these shows or any other shows or what you guys have been watching lately
1: i just think that everything that everyone has talked about so far has been really solid there's not really too many weak shows that are airing this season
3: uh yeah i would i would agree because uh i usually only watch maybe one or two shows a season but for this season alone i'm watching five shows Which is like, oh my god, that's enormous for me.
0: I'm <laughs> watching
1: nine shows right now. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: I
0: think I'm I'm actively watching three things. That's Maidens, Dororo Ro Ro, ro and um Demon Slayer. It's uh, and fruits basket, so four things. That's like yeah. all that I have enough mental focus on to be able to focus on. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's tough. Uh, any, I, I, I would just kind of echo what I said before that anybody who tells you that no good anime comes out nowadays is talking out their ass <laughs> because we are still getting good shows. At uh, the past three years, we've gotten like notably great shows that I would recommend to the general uh, populace. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't look to be stopping anytime soon. There's shows that will uh, you know appeal to a wide a wide variety of people.
3: Yeah, and the, the good train seems to keep coming with the uh, coming up pretty soon. Promare from Trigger mm-hmm. and yep. uh, Zombieland Saga 2 is coming.
2: Eventually, yeah. Have they announced any dates for that or just the fact they're doing it? There's just the fact they're doing it. Okay, awesome. I think uh, next year we're getting Promised Neverland season 2 as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure more of my heroes coming eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh uh before we forget, we did get one question here, and I guess I should say I got this one question. uh this is from Sarah, again I'm gonna call Sarah out on this podcast. uh on Onstars reviewer, who is your Onstar's best boy, and why is it Anzu? uh so uh is pretty great, but I think it's uh spaghetti boy spaghetti boy <laughs> uh, actually-
3: actually, I have a dumb idle question. Uh I always Dude. am a fan of the older idol. Is there an older male idol?
2: There's not an older male idol except for the upper But they're the school nurse, their sports nurse, is he's mm. pretty much the older the older boy. The old boy. Uh he's got this like little bit of scruff. He's always reeks of alcohol, which they joke about. <laughs> and he's kinda got this playful relationship with the other characters. So he, he is my stand in character. If I had to be around all those boys all day, I would be drunk <laughs> all the time. It's the only way you can live.
1: Oh. You'd be drunk off of music.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actual vodka. <laughs> Both. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Spaghetti Boy is probably my favorite so far. I don't even know why. It's just because he the, we introduce him by he's eating spaghetti. And then he's got spaghetti all over his mouth until yeah. they wipe it off. Which is, uh, yeah, another another major plot point in this show, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Uh, well, if we don't have any more closing thoughts, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, again, this is been an episode of Third Impact Anime. Uh, you can check us out at our main site, thirdimpactanime.com where you can find links to our other episodes, as well as all the articles that we have written. And by we, I mean, mostly Bill, because Bill is our <laughs> primary uh, writer at this point. The article we mentioned earlier in passing, uh, the Bill wrote, is available there. So you can check that out if you want to hear more of Bill's thoughts oh. on the current distribution model.
3: Uh, and I'm saying this on the podcast, so, so that way it'll make me write it. Uh, I will probably be writing a review about GoGo13, The Professional, the that movie uh that's gonna be uh i'm gonna write sorry i'm going to write a review on that movie that's going to be on the website pretty soon and uh i'll probably also do something about binging since it's probably a good uh article topic so yeah thanks i'll I'll say (laughs) i'll I'll say
2: that uh that i'm gonna say that's your deadline by the time this episode comes out bill will have an article a fresh new article about Gogo 13. You can check it on the website right now because bill never yep. lies and it will be there. So by the time this comes out, whenever Austin, uh, you know, produces it, whatever, uh, it will be there. Yes, uh, aside from our main site where you can find links to our podcast and, in various stuff. Uh, we have our social media. You can find us on Facebook uh, at third impact anime, and we also have a community group as well. So if you like interacting with other Third Impact anime uh, fans or just anime nerds in general or like reading our our, nose re- our, nose, our news reposts, <laughs> uh, if you like pictures <laughs> of our noses, uh, you can see those on the Third Impact anime community group. Uh, if, if Facebook isn't really so much your thing, we also have an Instagram. I believe that that is just Third Impact anime. Uh, I'm too old for Instagram myself so I don't know But uh, we also have a Twitter Our Twitter is just T-I as in third impact Underscore Anime As in Japanese animation and uh, yeah, we post there and post, uh, you know, questions whenever we do an episode, we ask people for questions. So if you want to ask us something to read on the next episode, uh, feel free to do so. in either one of those methods, uh, lastly, if you want to support the show in a more uh, concrete manner we have both a patreon and a Kofi account or coffee or however the kids say it again just third impact anime on both services if you want to throw us a, a couple bucks there uh, for a coffee at our next convention or if you wanted to give us money in a more regular format patreon allows you to do so and we have a couple of tiers and rewards available for our regular backers mm-hmm. so feel free to jump on that train and give us a little bit of skrilla so we can continue to talk about anime and pay for the hosting. Because I don't like paying for that myself. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up here with our individual social media shout-outs. Uh, Bill, where can people find you on the interwebs?
3: Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at WB Foreman, Foreman spelled F-O-R-E-M-A-N, 999 or i'm mostly uh retweeting about Lupin the third or i am retweeting about hearthstone or i am retweeting about the hype that the new one piece movie might be actually coming to the states pretty soon so i want that movie to come now please come now he looks so good
2: (laughs) bill definitely has a brand a couple of brands (laughs) maybe so in your name wb is that just william billiam
3: yep
2: <laughs> it is brilliant, it's, it's brilliant my it's,
3: it's, it's my two alter egos
2: <laughs> all right edwin where can people find you on the internet
1: uh they can find me at bebop shock
2: <laughs> how do you how do you how do you uh, bebop as um cowboy bebop and, and shock sho- as in
1: system shock
2: system shock okay all right yeah so i'm twitter at bebop shock uh you could tory where can people find you
0: mm-hmm. um i'm on twitter at worst waifu
2: and lastly, I am also on Twitter at Reverend Tobias. Please don't follow me.